Tales of Recovery. Today's guest is Amore St. Ives, my favorite yoga teacher, bestie, bestie friend. I love and adore her. And she's going to give us some of her heart wisdom, her experience in a lot of the things that we've been talking about lately, her and I, having to do with what women do, probably men too, um, to ourselves and self-sabotage and continuously what Amore very wisely calls the self-domestic violence, the constant battering and talking shit about ourselves without sometimes even being aware of it. And so uh, I met Amore at Core Power Yoga. She was my yoga teacher. And then I trained with her the 200-hour yoga training because you just have to because her energy just draws you in. And um, I mean, I'm very picky about who I learn from. And she was just like, I was like, please, please pick me. Then I did the other 300 yoga teacher training and just her friendship, her softness, her wisdom, her drive. She's an excellent communicator. And she is um, just a mentor to so many people. Her heart is opening, open to really care for not just one-on-one people, but the community in general. She's opening up her studio, Modern Medicine, coming soon here in the San Diego North Park area. So, uh, and I'll put all those details in the end. But welcome, Amore. Thank you very much for giving us your your time. Thank you, Grace, and that lovely introduction. Mm. Um, It makes me so grateful that we found each other in this lifetime, friendship. And I feel like we've known each other before there's a kinship between the two of us and yeah. like ah Greece is one of my people <laughs> yeah one of my people I just finished reading a book called um many masters many minds or many many lives mm. and it talks about past life regression and that spirits <clears throat> reconnect reconnect in each lifetime right and when we feel and when we meet those people again in our current lifetime, we're like, oh, there you are. Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. back together again. Yeah. It's easy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very easy. easy. It just feels like home. Yeah. Like family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. So tell us about why do you, you know, like why, or first of all, obviously your experience and my experience with continuously talking shit about ourselves or having in the past, you know, working. Obviously, the work is to not do that, to become aware of it, to notice, why am I doing that? Mm -hmm. And then to retrain, I suppose, the brain, the heart. But how did you get to those, those three points, I suppose? Awareness of it. How did you train to, like, notice it? And then... How do you constantly keep in that energy of, I know who I am. I am not whoever, grandma, mama, the church, people, community, whatever said. Um, yeah. So let's start with a little exercise. I'm okay. Put you on the hot seat. Okay? <laughs> of course, you always do. <laughs> All right. Okay. Bring it on. Grace, who is your best friend? 
Mm. Who knows you, gets you, is always there supporting you, has been there since the very beginning, that knows your deepest, darkest secrets. Who's your hype person? Who's that person? Greece. Ah, okay, okay, okay. You you know this this draw. I mean, <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I, honestly, I just I thought me, but this is really something that I've been. This rediscovering this last two three months, so yeah, yeah, it's because you've done some work. Yeah, and it can be very easy to look outward and yeah. go like, "Oh yeah, it's my mom, or it's my partner, or it's like the person that I grew up with." But there's somebody who's been there since day one, since right. the very beginning, and is with us each and every day, and will be with us until our last day. And that's the self. Yeah. And so then why don't a lot of us feel that the self is our best friend? Well, we get hijacked, right? Yeah. I mean, we get hijacked. Because this relationship, this domestic relationship is abusive. And a lot of times the self is critical judgmental, a bully, a bitch. <laughs> sometimes they're sweet and loving, and sometimes they're just shitty to us. Yeah. And they say that we're not good enough, <clears throat> and that we're fat. It, they, it shames us. It makes us insecure, second guess. And these are obviously learned behaviors, right? Like these voices, I don't think they just come in. It's like the common, it's like the the community consciousness plus however you grew up at home. Yeah. The culture, all of the lies, like, I think it's like a, the survival mode, right? If you don't tell yourself these things, how are you gonna be loved? Yeah, and a lot of it, just like you said, we learn it from our ancestors. We learn it from our parents because our mom used to shame herself and talk down to herself or stay in an abusive relationship um, or just second guess her abilities. And so then we learned it from her and she learned it from her mom and her mom learned it from her mom. So it becomes like an ancestral imprinting that happens not only consciously but un but subconsciously too yeah it's like it's in our dna like oh okay well this is the domestic violence relationship that i'm supposed to have with my best friend this is normal this is how you survive yeah yeah, yeah this is real <clears throat> and the funny thing about that i'll tell you a little secret is there's there was a sage, and his name was Swami Muktananda. Mm -hmm. And he's quoted to saying to a student, and his student was asking, what is real? What is real? Tell me what's real. And he said, that is real, which never changes. Everything else is illusion. So basically he's saying that if something changes, it's not real. 
the only thing that is real is the thing that's constant. And so if we think about just our experience in this lifetime, in this body, and think about who you were, what you liked, what you looked like when you were five. Right? The five-year-old Greece. What five-year-old Greece was into, what she was playing with, what colors she was connected to, how her brain worked when she was five. And then if we speed up the timeline to 15. Oh, fuck, 15, right? (laughs) When we're diving into our hormones and periods and boys or girls and and the 15-year-old Greece, what was she like? What was she into? What did her body look like? Yeah. Hmm. She was into smoking a lot of weed at 15 years old. <laughs> yeah, because she, she was finding herself, right? She was very, very angry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And why was she angry? I mean, part of that is the play of hormones and, and trying to... It's like the coming of age. We're trying to figure out who I am as a young woman. I have this, this fuckery of a whole bunch of hormones that are at play, too. I have to figure out the dynamics between myself and my mom. Mm-hmm. And not only do I have to carry my own shit, but I also have to carry my mom's shit and her mom's shit and her mom's shit. <laughs> Give me the weed. <laughs> Give me the drinks. And it can be very easy <clears throat> just to find a substance that helps us take take ourselves out of the experience, the sensation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And utilize, tap into those learned behaviors of, oh, like, I don't look the right way. I don't act the right way. I'm not into the things that my, my lineage tells me I need to be into. And so I'm going to self-judge and criticize and second-guess. And work really, really hard to attain this love yeah you know i mean if i if i would go back like that's i mean one of the things my ancestors sent down was you must be thin Mm -hmm. in beautiful shape and so one of the values or one of the things that gave me value that i was good at that came easy one only one during that age was you know um athletics volleyball, cross country, running, working out. I was like, oh. And it was one of the things that when I came, you know, to the ancestors, to the family, to whatever, oh, you're so tall and thin and strong. And it's like, yeah. So then that was my, that was like an entrance for this love. Mm -hmm. But also an entrance for this domestic violence. Like You can never not look like Madonna now. Yeah. And any type of jiggly wiggly, mm -mm mm-mm-mm. (laughs) that's a lot of pressure yeah and it's a lot of needless unnecessary pressure yeah because the body always changes (laughs) how are you different now than you were when you were 15 oh I can tell you (laughs) yeah it's not as easy now I mean and how will you be when you're 85 It'll change again. So we're we're chasing something that doesn't exist. Yeah. 
That's not real. It's not real. Yeah. And then this flesh bag will die and will be reborn again. So diving deep into that issue, for example, or any other message, I mean, there's so many other messages of, you know, one of them, of course, is the body. The next one is, can you take care of everybody for 50,000 years and Mm -hmm. abandon yourself because that's what women do or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm never good enough. Like all of these thoughts and negative um I suppose at one time, you know, they were survival mode and that's just what you did. But how do you unlearn that? Like, what have you done to get to be Amore, this wise, amazing, in love with her body, showing other women that everything changes? I mean, I remember in the pandemic, in the one, the shutdown thing, coming over to your house, just like, help me, Amore, I don't know what to do. There's no yoga studios. I'm losing my mind. We started to practice in your patio. And one of the things I was worried about was like, I've lost like all of my... You know, I used to work out all the time, and I don't have abs, and you were like, Greece. Who in the fuck has abs right now? <laughs> I mean, everyone's on the couch just watching Netflix, wondering what's happening in the news. I'm like, oh, you're right. Okay. You know, just little tidbits like that just open my mind to, yeah, 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 okay. And anyway, abs aren't my value. Yeah. But it's it takes time, you know, I'll... It takes a learning and an unlearning, right? Mm-hmm. To, to be okay with it. Yeah. It's a few things. If we go back to the question of who's your best friend? Yeah. Who's your best friend? So if your best friend walks in the door, how do you greet them? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> your voice gets higher. Hi. <laughs> Yeah. And if your if yourself is truly your best friend, do you greet them that way every morning? Oh my God, you're so beautiful, friends! And give yourself a big hug, and every time you look at your thighs and your belly, you're like, you're fucking hot. Mm-hmm. You look good. Yeah. You feel good, and you touch yourself, right? Yeah. And you reconnect with. Your best friend. <clears throat> yeah. And then when we get quiet in our meditation, we get to ask ourselves, like, what's important? What's my intention? And what's real? And as we sit and just wait for the answers... It comes that this is when we do the work. Does a six-pack equal more love? (laughs) And if the answer is yes, then I guess go get a (laughs) six-pack. But if the answer is no, because now you have history, you're not five years old anymore you have years and years and years of wisdom and history and if you go through all the files of all the years has there ever been when I had abs I had more love versus I didn't have abs less love was that the calculation 
time after time after time again. No, <clears throat> no, and um, you know, I have a lot of friends and clients that we do this body scan, and you know, when we meditate or yoga, look, feel your arms, feel your abdomen, feel your thighs. So many women are like, oh my God, when you got to the thighs, all I could think of was my fat thighs and they're wibbly and jiggly and da da da. And, and yeah, this equation of when has it been more or less love? If you've done the work and are aware, of course it's not love. Yeah. But it's difficult still because a lot of women, maybe sometimes me, it maybe doesn't give you love, but it gives you an approval. Right, a status of like, oh, I have, you know, strong, firm thighs or abs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, like, how do you begin? Yeah. You know, I mean, you've been practicing yoga what twenty years? I mean, meditation, um, so much work. But if you're out here listening and you haven't really found that profound practice yet mm-hmm. first of all find it yeah. <laughs> come yeah, practice yeah. with modern medicine and, or with me and then but how like what else how would you deconstruct that yeah because it sounds so simple it, and it is mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna say this it is when we just get quiet yeah and a lot of times we're like well what can we do what things can i add to my list um, what book can I read? What pill can I take? So then I can get there and already have the knowledge. And the knowledge comes when we get quiet and we become a good listener, just like our best friend, right? Yeah. Your best friend comes and is like, oh my God, I have all this shit to tell you. And you just sit back and you have your cacao and you're like, all right, tell me, Grease. Tell me everything. Yeah. <clears throat> so listening, which is another art practice because nobody likes to listen we're just waiting for the other person to be quiet so you can jump in and tell them your better story um so how do you learn to listen yeah you know well how do you listen to your best friend i mean i meditate right i Mm -hmm. sit get in the body breathe do body scans do all the techniques i've been trying different teachers and techniques and you know um, cultural differences of meditation and embodiment getting in the body that for me that's the that has been the way that I've learned to listen mm-hmm. first of all yoga because place your left foot to the right and your arm up and over here and over there you can't really be thinking about other things but don't fall over how am I going to do this and then this magical thing happens of getting in the body and your brain stops and that's how I began to listen. After many years of yoga, then I thought, okay, I really feel like after moving all of this yoga poses, that now I want to sit. Yeah. And, and that's the whole point mm-hmm. of asana practice, to tire out the body so you can just sit or you can just lie. And listen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I listen and there's nothing, like there's nothing. Yeah. Which is honestly like a rest. It's like, oh. And then you have all this energy. Mm-hmm. But so coming back to listening to 
our best friend. Yeah. I would say that that's a practice too, right? Like you have to do it over and over and over until you realize this isn't silly. This is saving my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like when you're sitting across from an actual person and they're saying, oh, I'm struggling with this. And you say, you know, tell me more about that. Why do you feel that way? Or where did that belief system come from? Or tell me about the story about your mom or your dad. Like you ask open-ended probing questions and you can do the same with your own psyche too. You can ask things like, well, is that true? Yeah. Is that real? And just continue to ask and then pause and wait for the answer. So have you always known this or is this a result of your yoga, Amore? <laughs> believe that we are born with this innate knowledge this wisdom and as we grow we learn to uncover what already is I mean we've been here for lifetimes some of us longer than others and so then it's lifetimes of knowledge and experience and wisdom and we just have to find the right key to unlock all this treasure of wisdom and knowledge yeah I like that you say it's not complicated it's not we make it complicated yes we love to overcomplicate everything yeah and it gets um, I mean there's some work yeah I mean there's some work to be done to, to cross those barriers of innate complication as well yeah um, but I guess the question is, what are you willing to do to to live an open life, to know who your best friend is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you want to cultivate that relationship? And Sean Korn, I just listened to a podcast with her, and she talks about that life is not ha- something that happens to us. Life is something that happens for us. So we will have these traumas and these trials and tribulations, and this programming from our ancestors and our parents for our benefits, for us to show up and do the work. Because if we were born perfect and then nothing ever happened, like life would be so fucking boring. Like, oh my God, another perfect day. Everything (laughs) is great. Nothing for me to do today. Just sit here and look out the window. It gives life texture color depth attraction yeah it's it makes sitting first thing in the morning to do a little meditation a little listening a little um inquiry exciting like all right i get to sit with some real shit this morning and learn from it and grow from it and hopefully share it yeah that would that's the opposite of what people usually do, including myself at times, which is resist. Yeah, because it's sensational. And it's we've learned so easily, or we've learned over the years, that it's so easy just to uh, run away or get distracted or create so many things in the schedule where we don't have to like sit down and hang out with our best friend. And our best friend's just like sitting there going, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> 
best friend yeah and even though we've been pretty shitty to our best friend at times this self domestic violence it they're still there going hey i still love you i'm still here whenever you're ready i'm here and i forgive you yes i forgive you i forgive you for being such a bitch to us yes 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 it's and gonna be for, okay like, fat shaming me like i forgive you <laughs> yeah and for thinking that you're not good enough, I forgive you. Yeah. For thinking that, you know, you have to do certain things to your children to make them be good enough so that you get approval, I forgive you. Yeah. For th- I, yeah, yeah, like, I, I understand that's what you learned. Yeah. And you're doing the best that you can. Yeah. The, the super mantra from Sasha Cobra, right? It's okay. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I'm okay. I forgive you, I forgive you. I mean, that's one of the things, I mean, that's one of the key components of self-compassion meditation. Who's your best friend? What would you tell them? So why is it so freaking hard to keep it going? Yeah. Because what com- what gets into my mind is, well, it's hard because you don't have discipline. And you don't do this every day at the same time, blah, 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 you know. And then here comes the other bully. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The perfectionism. And the perfectionism escape is, okay, why bother? It's been two, three days. I haven't sat. Ah, fuck it. Let's go. You know. And then two weeks later, you're like, wait a minute. I left my friend. So I forgive yourself again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly think... Uh, these circles, this community that you're building and gathering and it's so you know, yeah, it's so important. I mean, the word sounds silly, but it's so important because it's like throwing out the the, you know, that when you're drowning, that that round thing, what's it called? The salvavidas? Uh, The life The life, the it's not a life vest, but it's, it's that donut vest. they have in the yes, pool. Yes. What's the name of that? I think it's called a lifesaver. A lifesaver. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's in a circle. Yeah. Uh-huh. You see? Yeah, yeah. Circles, women's circles, or people's circles and conversations, and, and just seeing others. Oh, okay. Which is why I love that you're here, because, I mean, you make it sound so simple, and I know it is, but I also know... Come on, more. you've been yoging and meditating and studying for, you know, a shit ton of time and you have a ton of life experience. And so, <clears throat> you know, I do think it's important to find a teacher, a guide, somebody that has already sort of not mastered, but practiced longer than you mm-hmm. to show you the way. Or you can just sit with yourself. Because you are the master. Yeah. You have the lifetime of experience. You have been born multiple times before. That same wisdom, that guide, that Krishna is within you. You just have to sit and recognize and observe. So sages in India believe that 
you don't have to do a whole bunch of shit. You don't have to get more accolades, more certificates, more workshops. You don't have to do all these things. Those things are just fucking extra. If you love to do them, great. Go on a retreat. Get silent for three days. You know, Go train with the master of masters. Go through a yoga training. Whatever. If it brings you joy and happiness, do it. If it doesn't, it's just extra shit. Nobody cares at the end of the day how many accolades you have. On your deathbed, they're like, oh, are you a doctor? Do you have a master's degree? (laughs) Let me see your resume before you pass on. And then I'm going to give you a score as far as how great you are. It's like when you go grocery shopping and you take your bag into the grocery store. Is it a plastic bag? Is it a paper bag? Is it a canvas bag? Is it a recycled material bag? Is it a Burberry bag? Nobody fucking cares what bag you have. They just, it it just needs to hold shit. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with all the things that you do. All you have to do is be. Be the observer. So instead of putting all the things on the list, okay, once I train with this master, and then I'm going to go to India, and I'm going to go to like a 30-day retreat, and then after that, I'm going to do like this cleanse for like a month, and then I'm going to be self-realized. I will be enlightened. I will be the next Buddha. When all you had to do, instead of spending... $20,000 to do all that shit is just sit. And listen to you, best friend. Yes. Get the abridged version straight from the source. Yeah. And ignore the other voices that... Or you just question them. Question them. Yeah, question them because everyone has their own story and that's totally valid and purpose-filled. Yeah. But just be the observer. And go to yoga. Yeah. Move your body. (laughs) Move your body. Uh Uh-huh. Because that will help release some of these stories, you know? Mm We've got to get prana moving in the body. So then we can dislodge some stagnation. Yeah. And let it go. Like, all right, I don't have to hold on to the rigidity of that belief system, of that judgment, of that critique. I can just let it flow. Let it flow out of my body. If you think about a possum, so... A possum, when it gets scared, it freezes. Because mm-hmm. it's in this... Fight or flight, freeze yeah, mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it freezes when it's being... Um, when it's in a danger zone or a danger mode. And then after the danger has passed, it relaxes. And then you see it shake. Oh, it just shakes everything off, right? Mm-hmm. And animals have this innate sense of like, oh, okay, I'm going to like let all that juju all that emotion that sensation that fear go and we can do the same thing whether we do it through yoga whether we do it through dance whether we just do a nice little shake just to let it go let it flow yeah that'd be a good thing to teach um kids in preschool and kindergarten elementary everywhere okay come on it's shaking time shake it out shake it out shake it out (laughs) Or when your kids get upset or anger or frustrated, like, shake it out, shake it out, shake it out. Yeah. Pillow fight, uh-huh. whatever. Yeah, it's so connected um, to the body 
And I think that that's one of the issues is we're, we've been taught to be so disconnected. Mm-hmm. The mind is over here and then the body ignore it. Yeah. You know? So finding that connection is, is that magic that you say, Greece, yoga heals everything. It's the answers to everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know. I don't know why I keep forgetting. <laughs> because you do. You move that prana. You move that energy. Next yeah. thing you know, you're like, oh, that was, you know. And it doesn't have to be hard. Like, I have this injury in my shoulder now. Um, and I realize another of the things that I agreed to was if it's not hard and I'm not killing myself doing it, then I'm not doing it right. It's not working. Mm-hmm. And my best friend now says, Grace, you can be soft. Yeah. Because the way that you just explained working out sounds horrible. I never yeah. want to do it. No. <laughs> I know. Painful, hurting, intense. Who wants to sign up for that five days a week? 20-year-olds? <laughs> I mean, I did it for 20 years. Yeah. CrossFit, running, races. Blah, blah, blah. I mean... It was fun, but I was always injured, and I was always like, oh, gosh, why am I in this competition again? Good grief. And so it is a it is a, a patience learning thing. You know, I, I like what you said about life is for you. And so all of these things didn't happen to you. You're not some victim. Mm-hmm. It's for your evolution, for the evolution of consciousness, for you to shed these, you know, these, I guess these lessons... To allow more and more love to flow in through your heart and to be, I mean, my mantra right now is be soft, mm-hmm. compassion, no more domestic violence. Yeah. No. And, and yeah, like you said, everything changes. Everything changes. No more crossfit for me. No. I Ever mean, again. You know now. Mm-hmm. You don't have the excuse that you're in your 20s. Right. Young and foolish, and like just saying yes to everything, whether it makes sense or not. Yeah. So you have to upgrade the belief system, your mindset too. Yeah. And realize the body's changed. My intention, my priorities have changed. So my actions and my thoughts need to change too. Yeah. You just haven't done the upgrade in a while. You know how you have to like upgrade Download, your phone? Yeah. <laughs> New software upgrade needed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just did a really cool upgrade this weekend. Some jungle in Punta Monterrey. And I just sat. Mm -hmm. And there was no Wi-Fi, no music, no nothing. Just the ocean. And I had really nowhere to go, which was interesting because here, you know, well, there's the kid, or there's a email you have to be sent, or there's the dogs, or there's this, and there's nothing. Mm-hmm. It was so grounding. I kept thinking in my mind, okay, what am I figuring out now? Uh, what is like the new aha moment? What's happening? And I thought, and I would go in just breathing, closing my eyes, just feeling my body, and I'd be like, nothing, just being. Yeah. Wow, just being. I mean, just noticing the sensations of nothingness, if that even makes sense. It's 
So you went to couples therapy. I did. With yourself. With myself. I was like, Amore, what are you, we're in the podcast, what are we? (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, that threw me up. But I did. You did. I listened to myself. Mm -hmm. I sat. And it was simple. Well, I have to tell you, the first couple nights were not like that. It wasn't until the third day. So that's one of the things I want you all listeners and me and everyone to hear. Like, chill the fuck out if it's not that simple right away. You know? It's like after having an intense fight with your partner Mm -hmm. and... It's hard to be super fucking loving mm-hmm. right afterwards. Like, oh, I, I, I love you. Come mm-hmm. here. Give me a hug. It it takes. takes a little bit of time to like, all right, what's important? What's my intention here? Yeah. How can I reconnect with this loved one? And then you cry, and then when you hug him again, it feels so juicy. And, ah, yeah. oh, it's like a relief. The fight is over. You kind of melt into the arms. It was like a little baby when they're like, well, they're crying, they hurt themselves. They come to mama and they just melt in your arms. You, oh, that, that regulation, that self-regulation of the system is just, it's couples therapy. Mm-hmm. But for you and your best friend. Yeah. So who's your best friend? What's important? Mm-hmm. And is it true? Was it true? What is real? Yeah. And if it changes, it's fucking an illusion. Let it go. Yeah. Let that shit go. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, we can make it simple. I like to have the my reminder friends, right? Like if it's not being simple and I'm just like, what is going on? Oh, I need to text Amore. Oh, I need to text my sister. Oh, I need to text Carla about Like, can you remind me? Because the software isn't downloading because there's no freaking Wi-Fi right now. Uh-huh. And the first thing I ask you is, Cruz, have you meditated today? And you're like, oh, no, I didn't do that. I just was so busy and I was running from this place, that place, and I had time and I had to get up to L.A. And yeah. it's like, well, you find your meditation, you find your answers. Go sit with your best friend. Yeah. It's not complicated. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about modern medicine? <laughs> because I can't wait for that place to open yes. and be there every day. Yes, yes, yes. So modern medicine is an all-inclusive experience because we learn that, yes, yoga is fantastic to move energy in the body. It's only part of the equation with that comes conscious conversations like we're having right now Mm -hmm. where we can have these moments of sharing knowledge with our community and like hey this is what i learned or hey this is what works for me or or hey i listened to this podcast and this is the aha moments that i had from it especially in today's time because we're getting really disconnected and we're afraid we're afraid of interacting Mm-hmm. we walk down the sidewalk and somebody walks off of the sidewalk across the street right instead of having a moment looking somebody in the eye and g- 
greeting them graciously as they pass by. Acknowledging their existence. Yeah, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, we're, we're all the same material. So community is another huge aspect, a pillar of what modern medicine is. And then nutrition. What we put in our body affects everything. It affects our emotions. It affects our clarity. It affects our ability to show up for ourselves and other people. It affects digestion. It affects diseases that come or that don't come. It affects longevity. And so it has to be a part of the process. A lot of times it's the first thing that I address with my students. What, how are you eating? What's going in your mouth? What are you drinking? It affects sleep. So modern medicine is that experience to uncover and to dive into all three of those. It is a wellness cafe that is <clears throat> highly inspired by Ayurveda and Ayurveda is the sister science of yoga. It goes yeah. hand in hand. It's about the gross body, the physical body. Yeah, it's it's always interesting, like no matter how much yoga and meditation you do, if you're drinking soda and McDonald's, it's not gonna, yeah. there's gonna be an, an obstacle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And even yeah. for us, like, <clears throat> quote, healthy yogis that still love coffee, yeah. right? Coffee is a double-edged sword, but there is a way to find a harmonious balance with it, too, with some wonderful adaptogens and some herbs that can help create a little bit more balance for the body. Which is another thing that modern medicine has. That blend that you gave me, the adaptogen blend mm -hmm. with cacao and mushrooms, I put that every day. I used to add it to my coffee. I don't even drink it with coffee anymore. Yeah. But what is that bean that you use that is crew, that is almost like coffee, but Creo not? Creo brew. Okay. It is a whole roasted cacao. Okay. And so a lot of times people use it as a coffee alternative. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's the whole experience. It, yeah. It, so Ayurveda talks about the whole system, the whole body, the whole self. So we'll go to Western medicine and they'll treat a symptom. They're like, oh, oh you have insomnia or you have anxiety or you have um, distension and bloating and gas. I'm going to give you this pill. Instead of like, let's figure out what the cause is. Where is this domestic violence coming from? Yeah. Where did it stem from? Not like how it's transpiring in the end, but let's go back to the beginning. And so then modern medicine <clears throat> is, let's look at the whole person. Let's dial up some nutrition. Let's get well through what we put into our body. Let's move the body. And then let's talk about this experience called life. Yeah. Let's do some workshops. Let's get to know each other. Let's interact in a substantial way. Yeah connect at a deeper level to all of it, right? Yeah. Your nutrition, your body, your community, mm -hmm. your breath, yeah. your best friend. Yeah. Just yeah. come and hang out with your best friend with yeah. some cacao. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're having an event this Saturday. Yes. At Bird Park? Bird Park, right off of uh, Yupas and Pershing. What's happening? 
It is a perpetual vinyasa flow. So we'll have moments where we're just building this energy and moving the body through some yoga postures. It'll be bookended by pranayama. So one of my very close friends, Lauren McLaren, Mm -hmm. who's had years and years and years of experience with breath, pranayama, yoga. She's uh, just a delight and a master in her in her field and so she'll be doing some pranayama in the beginning and some pranayama practice in the end and then we have a couple of um, guests one is adam meyer from the resort tea and wellness Mm -hmm. and so he's an herbalist he's an acupuncturist he runs the 300 hour teacher training program for um, pecan pacific college of eastern medicine and she'll be offering a tea service so you can sit down and have some tea with Adam and then we have Peter who's a a co-owner of Heal Thyself and they own this huge warehouse of mushrooms and so they dry the mushrooms Um, their big seller right now is lion's mane which is great for memory and mental clarity and so then he'll be giving free samples of that a little too Nice. Yeah. So we, we, our mission is to bring together these collective souls of, of sharing wisdom, sharing wellness, and really just connecting to the greater community. Every event that I've been to has been just that mm-hmm. for modern medicine. Sound healing or tea and movement and breath and community. It's been really cool. So I will be there this Saturday. Wonderful. If you're in San Diego, check out Modern Medicine and go swing by the park. Yeah. Well, do they have to always repeat first? Uh, That would be great. So then we can send you like a little follow-up email of what to bring, how to prepare. It's between 12 and 2? 12 and 2. Yeah, we start at 12. I'll put all this on the the podcast notes, Um, all this information. Well, thank you. This was a fun conversation. Would you like to, I don't know, any parting, loving, amazing thoughts that you want to share before we close out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the last podcast that I listened to, there was this quote that I wanted to share just to kind of wrap us up. And they said that freedom comes from releasing perceived imperfections, criticism, and judgment. All you have to do is be an observer. And when these perceived imperfections, criticisms, and judgments show up, then just repeat the mantra, I am love. And all we have to do is treasure our own magnificence and realize that God is within. Everything else is subjective, needless, and extra shit. I am love. Ashe. Ashe. Thank you, Amari. Gracias, Gris. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for listening to Tales of Recovery. 
share, like, subscribe, send it to everyone, spread the love, and we'll see you next time.